I V M. Hello and welcome to yet another shorty from the Simplified team. <laughs> and the rest yeah. of the Simplified team is giggling at being called a Simplified team. I'm Naren. Yeah. I'm Chuck. And um, I'm Shriket. Yeah. And uh, today we're going to talk about cool co- topic. Po- yeah, a cool topic. A popular myth uh, that I read somewhere is that the Eskimos have. A hundred words for snow in their language, hmm. and uh, this is you can see the circulating on some Icelandish WhatsApp group. No? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a standard. Uh, <laughs> you can ask them for a quiz question: How many words do Eskimos have? <laughs> this, this, this sounds on par with like uh, UNESCO has voted India's national anthem yeah. to be best national anthem. <laughs> yeah. NASA has seen Diwali from space. This is on that level. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, the the. Thing is wrong on several levels. Hmm. So first of all, there is no such thing as an Eskimo. It's like, uh, can you speak Indian? Yeah. Know. So there is no such thing as an Eskimo language. There are several languages, and the whole thing is an exaggeration based on uh, Chinese whispers kind of hmm. thing. And it's the the history is interesting. So I I when I read about it, I thought uh, it was fascinating, and I thought I would share it with all of you. So most of us know very little about the finer details of the Eskimo language, of course. But if we are pushed, many of us can drag out from some deep recess of our memory that snow thing, right? So that is the yeah. one big thing we know about uh, Eskimo Eskimo language. And unlike the you know unlike the lexically deficient English <laughs> language, which has only one word, <laughs> the simple fact. Is that uh, they don't actually have a hundred, and uh, sad, we shall talk about that. Yeah, but before that, I I just want to tell the listeners a little bit about the Eskimo people. Uh, it's not homogeneous like we think. They're not uh, little people with uh, you know who live in gla- ice houses, igloos all over the place. They are uh, you know the culturally different the languages are different mm-hmm. custom and one of the reasons for that those differences are that they are very very small populations staying very very far apart okay so a lot of these populations have grown in isolation so linguistically uh, many of them can't understand a word of what uh, the others are the saying, others are saying. Yeah. and what regions are they so one is the fascinating place called Aleutian Islands, uh-huh. which have like one person per square kilometer or something. And every time I drive through Mallard West, that is the place I want to go and migrate to. You can actually don't you go want to PVR when a Ramgopal Verma movie is playing. That's roughly the same. <laughs> 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 that's awesome, actually. Every time I'm sick of... Uh, uh, crowds uh, Yeah, crowds You should go to a Ram Gopal Verma movie eh? <laughs> Thank you very much So, anyway uh, I'll I'll just sort of uh, uh, You know, I'll skip the Yeah, 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 yeah I'll skip to the history of the myth itself uh, But before that I just wanted to You know, talk about uh, The Eskimo language itself They are called polysynthetic languages Okay, so the Poly, words can okay. be any length With the addition of multiple suffixes So, there is really no limit to the number of words uh, in any of the Eskimo languages, indeed to the potential number of words for snow. There are some 75,000 fluent speakers of the Eskimo languages mm. and there are two major languages. One is the Inuit, which is spoken in Greenland. Yeah. 
Arctic Canada and Northern Alaska and Yupik, uh, which is spoken in Siberia and Southwest Alaska. And these two languages are practically unintelligible mutually. It's like Gujarati yeah. talking to Madrasi. Yeah. So it's not generally <laughs> no. Yeah. And even within the Inuit language, apparently, there are many dialects which vary greatly from place to place. And only people in neighboring localities can understand each other. Yeah, this this reminds me of that Mind Your Language episode with the Irish guy coming in who's apparently speaking English, but nobody has any idea <laughs> <laughs> what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, in fact, there is one uh, a tribe in uh, off the coast of North Carolina or some islands, I forget the yeah. name. Something begins with O. And they sort of, uh, they lived in such isolation that they apparently speak the language that the pilgrims spoke when they first came. There is, uh, oh. and, yeah, and really no one can understand. There is also a tribe on the uh, east coast uh, in uh, somewhere in California. They all speak a language which nobody else can. That place is called Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Who was telling me? Ashwala was telling You know, uh, we had him on the show. Yeah. He says, every guy is pitching something to the <laughs> other guy. All of them are into startups. Every guy. It's like, yeah. it's so bad that uh, an elevator pitch is like, they, they, take, they <laughs> take the elevator down as well as up because both have to pitch to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do a Silicon Valley simplified episode. So if any of you guys out there are frustrated returning Silicon Valley, I so come back to the spiritual land to seek uh, all that anyway. So, yes. yeah, coming back to our story about the uh, 100 yeah. words for snow, uh, the guy named Jeffrey K. Palum wrote the book, The Great Eskimo Vocabulary Hoax and Other Irreverent Essays on the Study of Language. That's the title of his book. And he discussed the myth of the multitude of snow descriptors used by lexically profligate hyperborean nomads. Oh. Okay. Oh, I love that. Uh, uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> about whom so little information is repeated so often to mm-hmm. so many and he showed how little truth there was in it he based much of his discussion on the work of one professor laura martin and pullman says that this myth began in a low-key fashion with a guy named franz boas in 1911 uh, in his introduction to the handbook of northern american indians boas discussed the concept of derived and independent terms which is very uh, you know very sensible yeah. so he says uh, derived terms from the word of word water uh-huh. uh, would include rainwater seawater freshwater right. and so on and uh, independent terms would be lake ocean wave dew and foam ah okay so that's the difference between derived and uh, yeah. independent terms boas then gave some independent eskimo terms for the word snow he provided exactly four examples Okay, one was aput for snow on the ground, one word was kana for falling snow, one word was pixie pock, which was drifting snow, and the last word was kimuksuk, which was snow drift. That was it, four examples. And by 1940, one gentleman named Benjamin Lee Worf enters the story. Benjamin Lee Worf had a Bachelor of Science degree in Chemical Engineering, uh-huh. so one of, one my, of one your of kind, my, yes, yes. from the duplicate MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. <laughs> what, 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 what you're telling anyway is a list of all bullshitters. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fitting. Yeah. But Continue. yeah, one doesn't mention this, I sort of even know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 
So he worked for the Hartford Fire Insurance Company in Connecticut as a fire prevention officer. But Worf was also a very talented amateur linguist. Mm-hmm. We don't know if he was a cunning linguist, but he was definitely <laughs> a talented amateur linguist. And he single-handedly deciphered classical Mayan hierog- or Mayan hieroglyphs opening up to study an entire language that was previously lost. So, the Mayans really didn't have a, uh, you know, there was no continuity. So, they just mm. vanished a long time back. Mm. And uh, this guy really worked out a lot of it. And he invented very useful and very specific linguistic terms such as cryptotype, which are even used today. So, Worf, uh, in short, is deeply respected for his lasting work. But... Uh, he also was, you know, a chemical engineer, so he was entitled <laughs> to his share of bullshit. And in 1940, he wrote an article, uh, Science and Linguistics, uh, which showed that he was very chemical engineer. He wrote the article not for a peer peer-reviewed linguistic journal. He wrote it for MIT's uh, uh, promotional magazine called Technology Review. In that magazine, he claimed, we have the same word for falling snow, Snow on the ground, snow packed hard like ice, slushy ice, wind driven, flying snow, etc. Whereas an Eskimo would say that, you know, for each of these things, he would have a different word. And he used uh, different words for different kinds of snows. And a single paragraph has two major flaws, okay? First flaw is that Worf was wrong about the English language. We don't have just one word for, we do have many different words mm-hmm. for independent words for snow. For example, uh, if it is white and fluffy, uh, we call it snow. And if it is partly melted, uh, falling snow, it's called sleet. Sleet, yeah. If it mm. is uh, slush, uh, uh, well, if it's slush. muddy, we call it slush. There's this famous uh, opera singer, I don't know who it is, Talula Bankhead. I, I just remember the quote. So Talula Bankhead said, I am pure as the driven slush so that's <laughs> I, I don't know who also isn't the fact that we are using a qualifier like falling or uh, something like, I mean isn't that is like falling snow that itself is different from that's the, say that's a derived right. thing the so derived, saying uh, that independent the derived word, versus the uh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. independent words yeah, yeah. And the second thing where he made a mistake was he had, uh, with no absolute evidence for any specific knowledge of uh, Eskimo languages, he had increased the number of purported Eskimo words for snow to seven okay. from Boaz's four. But okay. Boaz gave four specific words. This guy said there are, you know, there is seven. words yeah, for yeah. these. He didn't say what the words were. Ah, but okay. Uh, okay, so, okay. so now the population now. had gone up really to like seven. Fibonacci series advancement <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 then in 1958 a guy named Roger Brown quoted this fact in his book Words and Things and he got the uh, number of Eskimo words uh, for snow wrong and uh, this guy Jeffrey Pelham writes after works like Brown have picked up Worf's second-hand misrecollection of Boas to generate third-hand accounts, we begin to get fourth-hand accounts carelessly based on Brown. So basically, Brown now became the standard base yeah. for everything else. And uh, after Brown, nobody went back to Boas. So Boas is basically forgotten. And the misquoters multiplied like rabbits. So, So, Carol Eastman quotes the fact in her aspects. She wrote a book called Aspects of Language and Culture in 1975. And by uh, 1978, Lanford Wilson's play, The Fifth of July, claims that there are 50 Eskimo words for snow. So, this comes in a play. 
and in 1984 was a bumper year right? <laughs> first the new york times a journal of record uh, misquoted warf to bump the total number of eskimo words for snow to 100 so that was the new york times fake uh, news by new york times yeah. <laughs> and then the cleveland uh, tv Don't station <laughs> wews in a weather segment claimed that eskimo had 200 words for snow then the guy named cecil adams in a straight dope a compendium of human knowledge gave a wry explanation no he he's, he yeah, yeah. he didn't contest he in fact explained why it was yeah, so yeah, yeah. he claimed that eskimos have limited environment to talk about them you're sitting in a bloody <laughs> thing <laughs> only snow or that's why they keep inventing words for snow that's, that's why they're at 200 words that's 4 to 7 to 200 this is yeah. some bitcoin level scam yeah, that's true, happening true. <laughs> but, but on one level it's also quite understandable about how um, so uh, on a on a parallel thing how orientalism worked like orientalism was basically an understanding of exaggeration where they were like uh, uh, oriental women so so called indian or asian women are exotic beauties the uh, the men are all effeminate men and then they are land of snake charmers i mean those are all exaggerations of a land that no one knows about and when you're talking about between yourselves anecdotal evidence starts being taken literally yeah. it's almost yeah. like so there was this uh, passage in the inscrutable <laughs> americans by anurag mathur where uh, this fictional character gopal is actually taking questions about india from his american colleagues and they are like so after he gives an entire talk about how india is modern they're like so do you hang your headlights on top of the elephants and when you're turning right what do you flap one of its ears or actually show an indicator <laughs> this is the question that they're asking so then you understand that the level of ignorance is so deep seated and it's so superfluous because they are like they cannot contemplate that land being anything but the hyperboles of it correct and uh, that's precise that's that's an important point that this scientist uh, laura martin Uh, who tried to set the record straight with a serious uh, academic thing so that's what she said she said this entire episode what it shows is it's an object lesson on the hazards of superficial scholarships and uh, so really how many words are there yeah. <laughs> so according to professor anthony woodbury an eschimologist at the university of texas at austin this depends on your uh, definition of words eskimo and snow <laughs> so, okay. so first eskimo which we have talked about and second snow which uh, you know even in english can generate a lot of words mm. so finally you know everyone all his students said no no boss you can't give evasive answers like that <laughs> and he came up with about a dozen words for snow so that's the score that's, uh, as of now okay. and uh, well that's uh, yeah 4 to 6 to 200 to 12 seems like the bitcoin <laughs> so <laughs> yeah So, so yeah interesting uh, although uh, i i will end this by saying uh, while there might be 100 words for snow the rapper snow probably used 100 words in his epic song informer so uh, which i will not attempt to sing right <laughs> and, now and, and it's very apt that the most famous snow quote is you know nothing john snow <laughs> <laughs> off we go then yeah and see you next week for a yeah. full length episode tada bye bye